Welcome to We'll See You in Hell, your favorite podcast covering horror, sci-fi, fantasy, sometimes comedy, sometimes drama, and also action films. My name is Joe DeRosa. To my left is my co-host and dear friend. Hello, everybody. You got Pat Walsh. I'm drinking a shockingly potent drink. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I could use a cold one to get into performance mode. So I get something called a cold brew cocktail. These are not a sponsor. Fugu Horchata. So I'm taking a sip. I'm like, holy shit. This thing tastes more like vodka than it does coffee. It's got 13% alcohol. I'm going to be on my ass. It's a can. I'm, uh, I'm drinking a, a can of vodka. I'm happy to see you back because as of last episode, you hadn't drank at all for a little bit. Well, nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. I was, you're killing me with that shit, man. Now, tonight, we can dip in, have a little fun. Joe and I are going to see Cypress Hill. And you didn't like the new album, though. I, on a first listen, was not blown away, but I'm excited to hear the tracks live. Okay. They'll only play like two of them. Right. You know what I mean? And right. then it'll be all insane in the membrane. Boop. You know? <laughs> sure. Uh, pot, Pat, Pot. You think they'll do? Freudian so you want to be a rock superstar and live large, a big house, five cars, live large. No, you're in charge. Coming up in the world, don't trust nobody, got to look over your shoulder constantly. Right? Uh, listen, I don't think I need to go to the concert anymore. That was so spot on. Look, that was a huge song when I was in, let's say, junior year of high school. It's a good tune. Um, I've been drinking uh, this new thing, Pat. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Let's see this in the liquor store today. Paps Blue Ribbon Easy. Joe is drinking Paps Blue Ribbon Easy for the alcoholic on the go. It's a... <laughs> It's in a blue and gold can, and it's it's low. It's their version of like a Mick Ultra. They don't list the calories anywhere on the can that I can see, so I have no idea if it's less or not. But I'm going to do the inaugural sip. Is it going down smooth? I haven't sipped it yet. Oh, okay. Let's try it. Ready? Oh Folks, boy! It's literally dribbling down his chin. <laughs> That's the company I'm keeping today. Oh boy. You could drink this all day long. You wouldn't even know you were drinking. Okay. Oh, that's nice. That is. If that's a, what you want. That's what I want. That is a piss beer. I all love right. a piss beer. All no right. sweetness. I hate when a beer has a sweetie flavor to it. Sure, sure. Now we did. I hate when a sweetie has a beer flavor to her, if you catch my drift. Pat, I do catch your drift. And I drift your catch. That's a kind of a joke you would make where you'd flip the words around like you just did. Didn't make any sense. You know, yours didn't make sense. You, you you like to do that. You're a word. They call you the flipper in in the in writers' rooms. You know, they'll say this script needs work. Bring the flipper in. Yeah, and I'll only do it if it makes sense. Like yours, for example, did not make sense. I know, but I know. But you know, can we just have a little fun today? Uh, on today's show, we're talking about the Hills Have Eyes remake, 2006. Alejandra, aha, babe. Uh, coming off Hout Tension, which is a very scary uh, film from overseas. And we'll get there. We'll talk about it. But in the meantime, I'd love to get on with the show. 
And if I may, at the same time, get on with Very good, right? Very good. Ooh, Excited like, to like discuss a big brass band. Excited to discuss the hills have eyes. Much was was surprised to see it wasn't a movie about the paparazzi in Hollywood. Jesus Christ! Fucking okay. That's really good, Joe. Oh, yours was yours was brilliant. <laughs> uh, the, the hills have eyes. Uh, I thought. Uh, oh no. Uh, Dolly Parton finally found a way to trap us when we're looking too long. She's that's not that would be eyes on the hills. She's got eyes on her hills. Yeah. The hills have eyes. Her breasts have eyes on them. Well, <laughs> mine made more <laughs> sense because the, the paparazzi would be up in the hills in Hollywood. No, yours makes sense. It just sucks. What is with you today? What is it's just it's not good. Why are you coming at me? How much pot did you smoke already today? I had a I had a little bit. Yeah, it's always obvious. You druggies, it's always easy to tell when you're all drugged out. Folks, I'm I'm sharper on a little weed. <laughs> Frankly, sometimes I got to take that edge off. <laughs> uh, we have a lot to talk about. Bonus episode this month, by the way, coming up. It's going to be our review of us. Yeah, Jordan Peele's new one, Us. We're taking it behind the old paywall. If you don't have... The Patreon, we're doing a lot of great stuff over there. We give you guys some of our best episodes, uh, and you get in at, you know, whatever whatever level you want. You throw us a buck if you want. You throw us a little more if you want the free content. It's a nice thing. It's not really free content when you're paying for it, but you, you get you know You get the extra content. The uh, That'll be our bonus app. We've got a lot to talk about, and as you guys know, we don't usually... Do movie reviews uh, on the Patreon episodes because they are they are segment free episodes. Um, but twice now, lightning has struck uh, with uh, the remake of Suspiria and now us, where we felt like there was so much to talk about, we could do it as a bonus episode. That's right. So I'm excited about it. Uh, but today, we do have segments. Now I want to do a quick screaming and news psycho. Great, I got one too. Did you see that there was a high school, um, and if not, I'll send you this because you're going to love this, a high school, and I want to get the city correct, but they performed a very faithful adaptation of Alien, the original Alien, North Bergen High School Drama Club, uh, made an incredible stage production of the Ridley Scott classic Alien using only recycled materials. Oh, that's cool. And then... I mean, look at the pictures of this thing. Oh, wow. Let me see that. It looks incredible. Let me see that. Wow. That's very cool. So, uh, you know, I, there was other cities reaching out, like we'd love to have your production come visit us and stuff, so there's a chance maybe they'll tour a little bit, but I heard it was something special to behold, and why don't you go over and read an article about it? What the, what the hell are you doing? It's really cool. Read an article. Oh, the little video going at the bottom. Oh, well, I probably want to stop that. No, it's video of the play. Oh, the uh, I, I know, but the, why uh, do they do that? Why do they pop shit up? I don't know. It was cool. I I enjoyed it. What's it's just, it just it's you know it's a nice thing. I just it's always with the phones. You know they're like, 
hey, I overheard you talking about this today. And I'm like, what? Excuse me? I'll tell you, you're in the perfect laid back spirits for a Cypress Hill concert tonight. <laughs> the, uh, uh, oh, I'm I, sorry. Am I a little paranoid for you, Joe DeRosa? <laughs> I uh, I've got a stream in and it's in fact I've got two. Uh, the first is because I'm a little lighter in the movie corner this week, so I'm gonna do right. two of these. Um, got plenty. The first is Joe Bob Briggs, The Last Drive-In weekly show now on Shutter. I think it's every other or something like that. But I am so excited. It's gonna be a double feature every other week or something like that. I think it's it's. I thought it was every Friday. I read. It's every okay. other. It might be every other. Then I'm the asshole. Well, either way, it's it starts cool. this weekend, this Friday night, yeah. March 29th, I believe. And uh, I mean, those are some of my favorite things in entertainment of last year. I and loved I'll, them. I'll tell you what's cool for us in L.A. In L.A., it starts at 6 p.m. Right. Live. So we could have a Friday where we watch the double feature and then still have plenty of time to go out after. Right. Pretty neat. Joe and I excuse me, like to roll these streets like kind of like uh, the Outsiders gang. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe will roll up his t-shirt sleeves and he'll have a cigarette pack in them. I've got another screaming in. I do kind of the leather jacket, greased hair thing. Uh, the Midsummer or Summer or Somer, however you pronounce it, trailer came out. This is the new it. film by the gentleman that made Hereditary. I'm blanking on his name. Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Um, I already asked her. <laughs> she said no. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. D- does it look good? It looks interesting. It looks very... Um, Can't wait. Anything that guy does on my list. Want to see it. It looks very... Uh, uh, what's the... Uh, the uh, What's the Nicolas Cage thing oh, where boy. he goes to the island with the witches and the bees... It's the remake. Wicker Man. Wicker it looks Man. very Wicker Man. Uh, here's my question to you, Pat, and to yes. all of you out there. But mostly to me. I, I, is there a... Uh, look, there's a big risk factor here. This thing... This came out hot on the heels of Hereditary. Right. How, how could it possibly have gotten the time it needed to be... Uh, you know... Come stop. It happens a lot. Right after the breakthrough movie, a lot of directors go directly into a second movie. So the first one will take 10 years of thinking about it and working on it in your mind and fine-tuning it, getting it down on paper, thinking about it some more. Then you're ready to release it to the world. Now all of a sudden you're doing that same process in two months, and the results are sometimes a little sloppy. Well, my question is, is like it's not. it's like we're under a year from Hereditary's release. Right. And maybe it'll be great. I mean, look, maybe it will be great. But to to write, maybe he already had it written. But to to completely produce a film, soup to nuts, in this little amount of time. I mean, it goes beyond even like, well, is it a is the script ready or whatever? Right. It's like you're really moving fast. And I would assume, accordingly to other people's schedules and things, where you're saying. You know, look, the first film of Tony Collette in it, this does not have a star of that caliber because you're going, well, we're shooting it now. Who's available? Right. You know, little things like that. But I'm curious to see if it's any good. Um, It looks even more, um, I don't know what the term would be, but uh, it looks looks a bit more uh, artsy, I guess I would say, than hereditary. You know, it it looks to have even less of a, of a sort of grounded 
right. footing than Hereditary does. But, you know, it's hard to tell from a, from a teaser trailer. But I do want to see it, and I hope that it's good. Um, it's just fast. It's less than a year. It's fast. You know? It's less than a year. Also, the Dragged Across Concrete trailer finally came out. It's playing up at the arc lot. I almost saw it the other night. Oh, it's playing already? Yeah. I saw Us, and then as I was walking out, I was like, should I? But I just went home. Uh, that trailer also, not thrilled. I want to see the movie very badly, but the trailer was like, it almost makes it look like a cops that are going to turn into robbers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, pr- a pro-cop movie is what I've heard. I don't know. It's a dangerous thing to do at this time. I heard it's I heard it's a, a challenging, you know, sort of exercise. Thought provoking. But uh the the trail for all I heard about what this movie was gonna be about this video that goes viral and police brutality and all this stuff, the trailer does not look like that. The trailer looks like it's like two cops that can't make a living. Right. That are gonna like pull off some kind of heist or something. I'll see it either way. I want to see it. The man knows how to make a movie. I said it follows his usual pattern of like two hours that are entertaining but slow and then a horrific escalation of violence for the last (laughs) 20 minutes. And I'm ready for that. I mean, I don't know how he's going to top the last two unless he has like Mel Gibson face fuck Vince Vaughn to death or something. Like, I don't know how. Maybe that's coming. How how much worse of of two kills you could have. But I am. That's not a knife. That's Paul that's, Hogan. That's not a dick. That's a dick. <laughs> right? That's the dark Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Um, Cockadile Dundee. Cockadile Dick Down. Uh, anyway, I look forward to seeing both films. I'm curious to see what my reaction will be to both of them. Um, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm more excited for Dragged Across Concrete because I did not like Hereditary. Well, let's go up and see it at the Arclight this week, and maybe we'll do it on the show. <clears throat> Sounds good. That. Sounds good. Um, folks, I'd love to, if I may, take you over to Pat's Movie Corner. First off, I'd love to talk to you about Gaspar Noe's new movie. Gaspar Noe directed one of my favorite movies of recent years, um, Enter the Void. Uh, that movie would not be to everyone's taste, but I fucking loved it. It's very experimental. It's a great like recreation of what it feels like to be on drugs. And if you watch it when you're on drugs, it's incredible. He also did Irreversible. That's the last movie I saw of his. That's a movie I'll never watch again if you paid me. I found it too sick. I don't know why I stayed. And when I saw it, an old man in the front row stood up after the first scene, yelled filth, and walked out of the theater. And, then and, that and he la- was right. And then that lady went on to play Mary Magdalene. <laughs> And he, and he was right. Film. Yeah. So I approached his new one with some trepidation. It's called Climax. So I was like, oh, here we go. Folks, I love this movie so much. It starts with a 20-minute dance n- musical number. like We're talking like sort of like disco music uh, mixed with a Daft Punk vibe. These young, hot people dancing for 20 minutes. Some of the coolest choreography I've ever seen. I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. Then they start following the kids around, Robert Altman style, getting you involved in their little dramas. Little by little, the conversation gets darker and darker. Then they find out somebody's spiked the punch that everyone's drinking with LSD. So for the back half of the movie, first you're like, this is the most fun movie I've ever seen. All the dancing, the singing, and the fun. 
then everything goes horrifically awry. So it's the perfect movie to see when you're on drugs because then it just fucks with you. Because you're like, oh, what a great movie to see while I'm high. And then it turns against you violently mm-hmm. like a bad trip. I, me and my, my buddy and I uh, had a great time, loved it. And the come down is so horrifying that people were laughing in parts. She tries to hide her son because she's like, oh, no, all these drug addicts are going to start turning south. I better turn my eight-year-old son away and lock him in this little closet. She's like, just stay in here. But she's fucked up, too. So the kid's like, Mommy, don't lock me in here. Don't lock me in here. Is this a spoiler, by the way? No, no, no. Okay. I, I won't I won't take it too far. She shuts him in. He's in this like room with a big electrical thing. She's like, don't touch this. She's like, oh, God. So the music's like turning against you and getting more paranoid and weird. And then you hear the kid. Every time she runs past the door, the kid's in there saying like, Mommy, there are cockroaches in here. Mommy. <laughs> Horrifying. I think it definitely counts as horror, even though it's not a horror movie. Uh, it's like 90 minutes. I had a blast, but d- again, not for everybody's taste. I don't know how it got an R rating, frankly. And there were parts of it that felt, if I'm being honest, weird and racist. And I don't know if there was supposed to be a commentary on racism or if Gaspar Noe is racist. And that wouldn't surprise me either because the man makes kind of insane films. But whatever, it's a great conversation piece. And it's a incredibly shot movie that I urge you to check out. I... Uh I read some reviews of the film that said, well, I read an article about it that said, like, you know, what do you do when you when the shocker isn't shocking or whatever? And it was like, Gaspar is beside himself that his new film is not upsetting people. Right. That people actually find that it has some hope in it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was his, you know, and I was, and, and honestly, I didn't know him by name. And I was, as I was reading the article, I was like, this has to be the guy that made that irreversible movie. Yeah. And then sure enough, it was. He likes fucking with people. Uh, that scene at the top of Irreversible where the guy's face gets bashed in with the... I'm, that's what that's what got caused the old man to jump up and yell at the screen. I still think maybe we watched a person actually murdered. In no, scene. on the DVD, there they there's a vignette where they show you how they did it. All right. And it makes you feel a little bit better. All right. Uh, I've got one thing for the movie corner this week. I started watching... Epi- cha- episode, sorry. I started watching season three of Channel Zero. Uh, I only got through the first episode so far. But boy, oh boy, was it a fun ride. Uh, it's got monsters. It's got supernatural stuff. It's got ghost stories. It's got urban legends. It's creepy. It's It's got everything that I like in horror. Uh, it's very, very spooky. And I think that's sort of the best word I could use to describe the type of horror I like. Uh, it's, it's setting a tone for a really fun monster movie-ish ride through this season i look forward to it uh, i enjoyed season one of channel zero very much uh, i did not watch season two i hear it's great i will watch it but right now i'm on season three because uh, our dear friend Pinkstone called me and said you've got to watch this first episode it's so up your alley and i did and i loved it and now i look forward to seeing the rest of the series uh, season uh, and then also season four is already out so i've got i've got my work cut out for me here <clears throat> but uh more to come on that folks i watched used cars a film that robert zemeckis and bob gale made right before back to the future came out in like 1980 i want to say used cars stars a very young kurt russell as a guy trying to like get his low level used car dealership on the map across the street is the villain played by the great jack warden 
one of the all-time great character actors in a dual role. I know we so we hate dual roles, but this one really works. He creates two very different characters, uh, the kind of dim-witted younger brother and the crazy power-hungry older brother. These two warring car dealerships fight with each other, uh, and it all builds to a pretty amazing climax that's kind of like the Road Warrior where they try to get a mile. They say on a commercial that they have a mile of cars at the lot, um, but they don't. So in order to prove that correct, they've got to get a bunch of cars like cross-country to the lot. It's a great like third-act hook. The movie is action-packed. It's funny as shit. It's got some great early 80s nudity. Kurt Russell is hilarious. I laughed out loud many times. My wife came in from the other room about halfway through like, this movie's fucking great. Sat down and enjoyed it. I highly recommend Used Cars. All right. Great new uh, Shout Select Blu-ray of it that looks like they shot it yesterday. Check it out. Pick it All up. All right. I'd like to see that movie. You never seen it? I've never seen it, and I feel like that's... Killer. That's what... Um, Oh, God. What was that movie with Jeremy Piven that sucked? Uh, the Goods. I feel like that's what The Goods was supposed to be, like a nod to that kind of... It was. You know? And I thought The Goods had a couple laughs. For it had some laughs, and my buddy Neil Brennan directed it, so I was happy for him, but I think overall the movie was not good. Yeah, it wasn't. It kind of fell into the mix of all those. You know, that was when all the, every movie had those goofy titles, like The right. Goods, The Legend of Ricky Gervaxi, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I almost said Ricky Gervais. Well, speaking of Ricky Gervais, I'm going to hop in and do one more. I watched the first season of Ricky Gervais's Afterlife. I had, of course, deeply loved The Office, uh, and I deeply loved Extras. And then the, as they went on, I kind of started losing interest. Not that they were terrible, but they just weren't amazing. Then I really dropped out. I didn't even watch Derek. I thought, this seems borderline offensive. I don't want any part of this. It wasn't offensive. It was just too schmaltzy. Schmaltzy. Yeah. It was just like really desperately trying to tug at your heartstrings, but then it would be really funny at times. Right. To be honest, I try to not let myself get sucked away and how annoying Ricky Gervais is in person and online. I still like him as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's not trying so hard to be oh cheeky or whatever. Yeah, I love the David Brent movie. I thought it was yeah, hilarious. It was very funny. And Afterlife is a show about a guy who's just basically an asshole after his wife dies, and just a huge asshole. And he keeps seeing her like visions of her. He drinks too much. He does drugs. He tries to forget his wife. He's an asshole to everybody. And then basically, you're watching. Does he or does he not change his ways? And it's a very, very simple story, very simply told. It takes three hours of your time to watch the entire season. I don't feel it was time uh, wasted. I don't feel it was any sort of classic, but it's entertaining. It's funny. Uh, It's Gervais. It is most likable in quite some time. Although there are about 8,000 too many jokes about Twitter trolls. And you're like, Ricky, not everybody in the world has Twitter trolls. Step away from Twitter. Um, I... uh I have no interest in seeing it. I'm a I'm a Ricky Gervais fan, for the most part. You did Derek, but you're not going to do Afterlife. I did some of Derek. I didn't do all of it uh, oh. because look, I think the first really good thing he made it was with Stephen Merchant, and it was Life's Too Short with Warwick Davis. I like Life's Too Short. Um, but I felt that uh, I felt that you know, look, it's the it's the sum is greater than is is greater than the parts, and I really enjoyed Hey Ladies. But it was missing. I really liked Hello Ladies a lot. Or Hello Ladies, excuse me. But it was missing to me the bite of Ricky Gervais. 
and I liked Derek, but it was missing to me the balance that Stephen Merchant brings into it. Right. So, you know, them without one another, and it's the same thing. I enjoyed the the David Brent movie, as I said. I thought it was very funny. But it it becomes so schmaltzy. Yeah. You know, and there's it's he 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 wants to be Robin Williams. He makes these things now where they're funny, and then there's a scene where you're supposed to cry. Right. And I felt that this new movie was a very cliched like, or this new TV show looked like at least. And I it might be wrong, and I'll watch it if I'm if I, you know I'll give it a shot. Well, I can't because it's on Netflix. But what I saw in these trailers was looked to me like a sort of amalgam of of Ricky Gervais cliches. Like, I'm going to play the guy that has the sharp thing to say about humanity and kind of hates everybody from the outside. Right. A darker Larry David. We've seen him do that many times. And then behind it will be this backdrop of sorrow and tears. So you're supposed to feel sorry for him and you're supposed to learn how to feel love. And I just was like, this just looks schmaltzy, man. Yeah. You know, it looked like a dark, you know, Chris Columbus movie to me. (laughs) But, uh. But, uh, you know, if I ever have Netflix again, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, I've got a uh, scary stuff for the fans. Go for it. Uh, Video game this week. Uh, I was lucky enough to find a copy of this for $38. Uh, It's hard to come by for that price, but I found one on Mercari, which is a great site. If you're trying to, you know, kind of get eBay type of shopping going on without using eBay every time. I can really highly recommend Mercari. I found some amazing, amazing deals on collectibles on there. Uh, all kinds of stuff, but it seems like it really shines with collectibles. And when it comes to video games, I've found some great, great deals. And I got a game for the Sega Genesis called Castlevania Bloodlines. Obviously a horror-based game. Uh, look, for hardcore gamers out there, you know what this game is, and for casual Castlevania fans, I would say this was a hidden gem. It was the only Castlevania ever to come out on a Sega system, and it's fucking amazing. It is an amazing, amazing entry into the side-scrolling Castlevania series. Uh, It's of that time. It's the 16-bit generation. The animations are gory and fun. The monsters are well-designed. The game... Settings and and level designs are 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 intriguing and it's hard as fuck like most Castlevania games, but I can't recommend this thing enough. I I, I think it's a, a great game and if you can get your hands on a copy of it affordably, you know usually you see it for around fifty bucks cartridge only. Like I said, I grabbed one for thirty eight by the graces of uh, the gods, but. Uh, you know, somewhere between forty and fifty bucks, you can probably find a card only. If you're looking for a complete in box, you're you're talking some serious cash at that point. Way more than I'd be willing to spend for a Genesis cartridge. But um, check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and it'll have you laughing, giggling, gasping, and yelling things like "You fucking cocksucker!" at the TV because you'll die over and over and over again. Uh, but it's still enjoyable. And there's your scary stuff. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to use cocksucker as a uh, negative. Is that bad now too? Yeah. I mean, what 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 words? What what curse words? Are we like asshole. Is that bad now? Because we all no. have assholes. Assholes fine. I mean, cocksucker. It's it's everybody's a cocksucker. It's it's a pretty general thing. 
Fair does, enough. Doesn't really apply to just one. It's got a connotation. Preference. It's got a connotation. The uh, I'm just trying to keep you honest. I am honest. That's my problem. I tell it like it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go Joe, ahead. What else is going on in your life? Are you happy inside? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good these days. Work's good. Uh, stand-up's good. My set is very good right now. Tight? Very tight. I'm very proud of the stuff I'm doing right now. It's I'm, I'm very happy with it. And the audiences seem to like it, so that's a good thing. You still doing the uh, the airline peanut bit? Come on, Pat. Come on. You doing the airline stuff? What if I am? What if I was? No, I just I thought I told you you should challenge yourself a little bit more. <laughs> uh, we started doing a new bi-weekly show, Brian Moses and myself, at the Comedy Store called Our Show, O-U-R Show. Uh, it's every other Wednesday at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room. We did our first one the other night. Uh, it went off great. Uh, Morgan Murphy did a set. She was wonderful. Funny lady. Beth Stelling did a set. She Funny was wonderful. Lady. Big fan of both. Andrew Santino did a set. Don't know him. He's hilarious. He was he was on he was on I'm dying up here. Yeah. Uh uh and uh 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 Eddie Pepitone oh, kicked things off. The king. So uh The Dark Master. When I was on stage, I said uh at the top of the show, I said, look, the reason we're doing this show is because we want to have an A-list show where yeah. A-listers can come in and, and, and work out. Right. We don't have enough of that. Open micers have a million bar shows and they all trade spots and they all get all this stage time and they can experiment and work. I go, we don't have that. All no. of our things are like, you got to get booked and then you're paid and then you can't fuck around. And I'm like, we just want to have a loose show where our friends can come in and, and just have a good time and work out. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Before Pepito went on stage, I leaned in and jokingly, obviously, and said, don't fuck this up. Mm -hmm. with your bullshit and uh so then he went on stage and he was like uh he goes derosa was up here he says this is a place for people to experiment <laughs> you know what he says to me before i go on stage he says don't fuck up how is that conducive <laughs> to experimentation uh -huh. it was very funny yeah uh we had a we had a really good time folks we've talked about pepitone a lot but if you want two great comedians to seek out I've worked with both of these ladies, and they're incredibly funny and decent human beings. Beth Stelling, Morgan Murphy. Check their stuff out online. Go see their live shows. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I'd like you to plug me like that once in a while. I do. You know? I do. You go around town, you say, my buddy. I do. Go see Joe DeRosa. They go, I got a thing that night. I go, <laughs> I didn't say what night. They go, even so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say what night. I thought you said uh, Wednesday, Saturday, and Friday. The, they, the door shut and they turn around and go, schmuck. <laughs> you're, you're door to door selling my, yeah. my, my, my stand up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's got a hot chunk. Joe, do, do the chunk, the new chunk. We're both sweating, pitting out our shirts. Oh, boy. Con, Come on, Con. Relax, buddy. Come on, Con. Uh, my buddy and I were laughing the other day. My buddy kept oh, saying... That sounds nice. What's that? You and your buddy laughing together. We were laughing. My buddy kept saying he, he thought that there should be a parody of 
an Elton John song called Don't Let Your Sun Go Down on Me. <laughs> okay. He kept saying that on the phone. And it was making me laugh because I have a, the sense of humor of a two-year-old. Yeah. Uh, but then I said it'd be funny to ha- there'd be that'd be a great scene in a movie where you get the actual Weird Al and a right. character meets him at a party. And he's like, you know, I always wanted to, I always wanted to pitch you one of those songs that you do. I think they're funny. Well, how about this? Don't let your son go down on me. You know, and he's just yeah. pitching him the most <laughs> filthy things. And Weird Al was just like, yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, sure. Barbara Streisand, so even more screaming in. Woo! Today she Woo! goes. She says about the Michael Jackson thing. Woo! Those kids wanted to be there. They were thrilled to be there. Thrillered. And Michael wanted what he wanted, and why not give it to him? It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen a celebrity He said say. his needs were his needs. She's pro-pedophile. Because of the way he was brought up, and nobody died. Mm-hmm. Just a hot take. Why come out with that take? Just stay home. Stay home. Well, look, she's 80 years old. She's living in a fucking castle somewhere. She's losing her goddamn mind. You can't live at... There's a reason why people this famous fuck up in one way or another. You can't live in that mindset for that long. No. Especially when you start to get old and you start to really think like you've been around the block enough that you know what the score is like sick town sick people it's, they it's, only get sicker it's nuts dude and now james brolin's like well there goes the goods too i'm not going to be in that i guess you just <laughs> fucked it up honey because he was in the goods one yeah but piven fucked it up more than uh more than that yeah one. but P- yeah he's another one it's like it's like these people, nobody is saying no to them. And I don't mean, I don't just mean like... Piven sells out stand-up shows all over town. Oh, God. Can't even. I heard I heard recently he said to somebody, I think I got this. I get it. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. And then I heard Will Smith is doing stand-up now. Oh, prayers can answered. You, can, prayers answered. Can, can you guys not do anything... Is there one thing you don't have to get your hand into to let somebody else who's working really hard make some fucking money? I mean, unbelievable, man. You got Donnie Wahlberg pimping AT&T. You got What's-Her-Face selling fucking Hilton Hotels now, the short one from all the movies. (laughs) Who? Let's stop right there. (laughs) Who are you trying to say? The short one from all the movies. What are you, my grandpappy? The real tiny lady that's in all the movies that aren't that good. Uh, uh, old, young. I said on the podcast once ago, she looks like if your cousin got famous, Anna Kendrick. Oh my God, Anna Kendrick! You said it on this very podcast. Yeah, that's and I was appalled. She, 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 she's fucking selling Hilton. It's like, guys, can you take a breath? You got George Clooney selling fucking coffee and coffee machines. It's like, guys, keep telling me the middle class isn't dissolving as as these fucking celebrities take every job that a struggling artist was able to get at one point in their lives. You got fucking Jeremy Piven booking like the ha-ha hutch. It's like a place that was supposed to be for the people that failed in this business. And now he's going in. It's like, dude, unfucking believable man. These, they're they're so fucking greedy. And then they get on TV and go, Trump, what a pig. Yeah, you're 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 real different. You're not living in this capitalist fucking disgusting culture. You're not adding to it at all. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> what? We're gonna be like broadcast out of out of YouTube. What do you mean? Before you know it. Why? You're gonna be like an Alex Jones type. Why? Because I'm criticizing celebrities taking 
these jobs from no, people? I just I, I see you going that way, the route of a man who screams angrily into a webcam in, a, in about five years, not not soon, but in about five years. You were furious today about what were you yelling about on the podcast earlier? The guy were, in front of me, I, I go to buy tickets for us to go see Cypress Hill tonight. You buy them on Saturday morning. You don't pay service charges. In this case, we would have saved about 30 bucks, 15 apiece. That's four extra drinks, you know. I'll take that trip. Beautiful day. I'm waiting in line all fucking morning. They have one person working there. Finally, the guy in front of me takes 20-plus minutes, and he's just scrolling through. They, they sell tickets for three different venues Saturday morning, no service fees. He's going, uh, let me get one for Dido. What's the max tickets you can buy for Dido? Eight. Yeah, give me eight. Then on to the next one. Now, was that really uh, how he talked? Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah, get me. What's the max? Was, was that his, are you being? Are you doing a diplomatic voice right now? I'm was not doing really? any sort of voice. <laughs> was that, no, no I'm, I'm saying, are you not doing a voice because he had a voice and you don't want to do the voice? I don't remember what the man's voice was. Okay, okay. But it was a nightmare. They would not stop. His total was like over $1,000. And the line's getting impatient. And finally, I'm like, I got to go. I just left. After waiting in line for over an hour, I got so frustrated, I just left. And I said, it's easier to not leave your house, to not engage with human beings. And that's not a fun revelation to have, folks. But it's where you're at. It's where this world is at. All right. God damn it. Why does he, if he got one line open, why does he get 30 minutes when he's clearly just a scalper? I thought you were going to, now I thought you were going to one up me and not do an Alex Jones thing and you went down the <laughs> Alex Jones road. I thought you were going to make me look dumb by not doing it, but you did it. The, uh, yeah, he was a scalper. He said, he said, might as well said, I'm a scalper. As she walks up, uh, as he walks up, the lady behind the counter goes, hey, Jim or whatever. Good to see you. Like, she sees him every Saturday. He buys all the tickets that have gone on sale. And it's like, yeah, but what about all these people who are waiting here kindly? The reason I asked if he had a voice was I've never met a scalper, a bulk scalper, that didn't have an accent. Now, I'm not pinning the accent on any one group of people. I'm just saying there's always some accent involved. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Is that bad to say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you can say anymore. I'm walking away from it. <laughs> I'm walking away from it. Whoa. <laughs> now, folks, uh, we talked a few weeks back about Wes Craven's original Hills Have Eyes. I watched it on Joe Bob Briggs' show. I must admit I was let down by it. Uh, it wasn't particularly scary to me. I didn't think it had a lot of atmosphere. I didn't think the cast really worked well. The remake I remember seeing in theaters. I remember it being a little gross for my taste. Watching it this time, it went down smooth. I watched an unrated version. Um, I know it's a well-loved movie. It just didn't do much for me. I thought it was well shot. It moved, certainly. It had good pacing, I guess. But at the end of the day, this isn't one I need to revisit. What did you think, Joe? <laughs> uh, I thought... I thought it was uh, in poor taste that all of the uh, mutantly deformed people from nuclear waste weren't played by actual mutantly deformed people by <laughs> nuclear waste. Uh -huh. I thought that was... Uh, Some of them seem to be, though. I thought that was a bit of whitewashing, if you will. Sure. Uh, no, I thought... Look, it was okay. It's better than the original. Uh, it is better than the original. And, like, 
you know, you can just freely say that. Like, granted, the other one may have uh, opened a door or something or might have been novel at the time. But sometimes you look back at the shit and you're like, yeah, but it's no good now. Sorry. Uh, I This felt, moves a lot better. It's more entertaining. I thought it was a more entertaining version. There were certain choices in it. I didn't quite understand um, or I didn't like, I should say. Was it the use of God smack over the end credits? That was my favorite part. God, what a shitty time for music. Uh, I actually saw Godsmack in concert once because they opened for Metallica and they were pretty good, actually. I was surprised that, that I liked it as they much do. as I did. I'm not the one who's so far away when you feel the snake bite into my brain. I could gonna you. see you. Sounds like Cher. I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't tell you one Godsmack song. I just remember they put on a decent show. Um, if that is Godsmack, and I think it is, I actually I take back what I said because that song, as I'm singing it, I just realized was fucking awesome. <laughs> and I don't remember is, why I came. There is a belly dancer vibe to Godsmack. I will say yeah. that. Um, look, eating some uh, some hummus with some friends, you know, <laughs> hookahs, baby. But then they also had, you know, like all those bands had those, I tried so hard, and I, you know, they'd all go into that shit. Linkin Park shit, R.I.P. He's in a mood today. Can I not be in a mood? Folks. Can I not express myself? <laughs> Can I not express myself? This is, you sure that's pot you smoked? Yeah. Hills have eyes. Well, wait. No, let me let me tell you, say what I was going to. I was going to say what I didn't like. Go like, ahead. They made some new. Tr- they made some changes that I didn't think worked as well, and they they took away from the sympathy you had for the family. The dad being an asshole. Ted Levine. I, I thought I liked him in this movie. Yeah, but he's he's not supposed to be likable. He's not supposed to be likable. Debatable. It, it's he's not. All, all the kids are walking around going fucking Republican, and he's like, right. why, "Why don't you have a gun? What are you a pussy?" You know, like he's not supposed to be true. a likable character. True. I guess that's true. Um, and then the wife being sort of the kept Kathleen that, Quinlan, Academy Award nominee for Apollo thirteen, in a great underrated thriller with Kurt Russell called Breakdown. Um, Check it out. She's she's great, but she's sort of playing this sort of kept. She's a bit, she's a bit of a kept character where she's kind of like, oh, John to the yeah, husband. Yeah, she don't get much to do. So that's, you know, it, so right off the bat, you don't like the parents as much as you do, and you don't feel as bad for them, I guess you could say. Um, and then the son, who's married to the woman who's got the kid, it's like within two scenes, as soon as she's not with him anymore, he's talking to the little brother going, fuck your sister. Right. And like really cut it. And I'm like, why Why is everybody unhappily married in this? Because that, that theme is not explored at all. Right. It's not like Cape Fear where that's like half the story is that, you know, the, the lawyer and his wife and their marriage troubles and all that is half the movie. They're just using it for shit. So I guess it's supposed to be some sort of commentary on like, hey, the, the typical American family has their dark side too. And, you know, Wes Craven said with the original film, it was supposed to be about this is what people will will reduce themselves to when put up against it who are the real monsters that whole thing like lord of the flies 
Yeah, which I never got out of any of it. I mean, it's like if you've got maniacs trying to murder you, 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 you might fight back. You, you know, gotta, it's not you like, got to kill the maniacs before you, they kill you. Yeah, you're not becoming sadistic at that point. Right. You're just like, you know, you're just kind of fighting back. But um, I uh, so so some of those writing choices I thought were were not great, but I did think it was very well shot. It was I well shot. Thought it was much betterly. Betterly? Wow. Ooh, wow. Holy shit. I thought it was the structure of the film was much better. It made more sense. They gave you some insight into, well, how does this work? How do these people survive? And like connecting the gas station owner to the family in the hills, helping them trap the families. And I thought that was really cool. I love the reveal of the of the uh, abandoned car lot where they're stashing all the family's cars. Yeah. Um, little stuff like that was cool. Uh, the, the nuclear, the fact that the nuclear like testing town was still there and that's what they lived in. I thought was cool. I thought the makeup was very good. The mutants were cool and very disturbing. I'll give them that. That one that's in the wheelchair that just goes, <sighs> that's rough. Yeah. That one's, that one was the most upsetting. Uh, but for me, I mean, in terms of these kind of movies and they made a bunch of these updates, especially around this time, mid two thousands, the gold standard is the dawn of the dead remake. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Zack Snyder's Masterpiece. One, one truly great movie written by James Gunn. Uh, Masterpiece. That's the gold standard. This is nowhere near that. It felt like a very perfunctory remake. It felt, you know, even the stuff that I looked at, because I watched the unrated cut, and I'm like, what depravities am I going to watch? When I looked up what changed, it was like none of it bothered me or disturbed me. I guess I'm just getting a harder uh, exterior. But uh, I don't know. Um, it wasn't it wasn't as shocking as I think it wanted to be. I'll say I th- maybe at the time it was. Who knows? You yeah. know, we're, we're 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 about 15 years past the release of this movie at this right. point. But, um, uh, you know, the, the other thing is, too, is um, the I thought it was an odd choice that the father, um, Big Daddy, or whatever the fuck he was called. Um, Papa John, I believe. Papa John. Right, and he sang in a band called Blues Traveler. Uh, no, the 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 main, you know, the, in the in the original film, it's big. It's it's not Big Mama, but her, her name's Ma- Mama something. I can't remember. <laughs> and in this movie, it's Papa something. It's a guy instead, and it's the guy that plays. Of course, it is right. It's Am the I right, ladies. <laughs> of course, it is. It's the guy that plays. Uh, uh, he's in The Untouchables, and he plays Frank Nitty. Uh, I'm blanking on his Charles name. Charles Martin Smith. No. Kevin Costner. No. Sean Connery. It was Sean Connery in the Hills Have Eyes remake. <laughs> it was Del Close. Uh, no. Andy I, Garcia. I forget the guy's name, but I'm, I'm a fan. He's a, he's a kind of a weird sort of idiosyncratic actor, but I, I like what he does. But anyway, he plays like the, the leader of the mutant cult, but he's not mutated at all in any way. So I thought that was kind of strange. The was, guy in the original. No, no, no! In this remake, the guy at the end that they end up blowing up in the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. He's not mutated at all. Right. I'm like everybody else is so mutated. Yeah, give this guy something. You know, like give him a weird eye or something. You know, give this guy something, folks. That's all we're saying. Uh, unless I guess all the other mutants were his kids. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it, 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 this is you know for that for that time of horror movie you generally got something like this an updated sicker version of an older movie or you got something just unwatchably grotesque like captivity or something where like a beautiful young girl is being tortured in a basement 
for two hours. That was very popular in the mid 2000s. Uh, I never got into that shit other than Hostel. Hostel's about as much torture porn as I like. I love Hostel 1, but then Hostel 2 and 3 uh, are very whatever. I and didn't see 3. I like 2, though. Oh, I hate 2. I love three's one, better I like than two. 2. 3, I think, is better than 2. I hate it, too. I thought 2 lost everything that made the first one great, which was, which, which was you realize at the end of the first one what you're watching is this very tense escape adventure. It's not torture porn. It's got moments of right. very grotesque imagery. No, Hostel becomes one of the most exciting action movies of, of my lifetime. It's it's great. And then two is literally just, now we're going to show it from the perspective of the people that kill them. And right. you're like, well, that's not what... That's- well, well, while I don't agree with that choice and I don't think it holds a candle, I don't think two is without merit. Um, and I didn't see three. Three is better than two, I think. But y- y- you would disagree with me, I think. I feel like. But I like th- three got back a little more to just what the first one was. Three's not Eli Roth, right? No. Okay. He just produced it. But I mean, look, in Eli Roth, I'm sorry. I, I respect the man and I like some of what he does. He falls into a long history of d- directors where when they do something great like Hostel One, you watch their other stuff and I'm stepping back going, does this guy even know why this was good? Right. I mean, he's never he's never paralleled that at all. Yeah. You know, so it's it's you know uh, not to knock them, but uh, but anyway, uh, I do like the history of horror. I think that's pretty cool. That not to knock them, like knock knock, the other Eli Roth movie that recently came out. Is that Eli Roth? I like that movie. I thought that was a nice little like. I think that's where he he should thrive now. Is like doing little thrillers and horror pictures. He's great at them. Yeah, They're yeah. Fun. He he tried to go too big with like the Green Inferno and and I think yeah, Hostel Green Inferno and, was not my bag at all. I watched that and wished I had not. In fact, isn't Kathleen Quinlan in Hostel too? Doesn't she play the woman with the sickle that like bathes in the blood or whatever? That doesn't sound right to me, but maybe she was man dynamite in that Doors flick. I love Quinlan and. Uh, yeah, again, one of the best of those mid-90s thrillers is Breakdown with J.T. Walsh, my namesake, one of the great character actors, Kurt Russell and Kathleen Quinlan. The biggest role J.T. Walsh ever had, really. He got to be the villain. And damn, it's fun. Have you seen Breakdown, Joe? No. It is fucking great. I think it, I, I don't mean, think I, I have. I have the DVD. You can probably buy it on Amazon for three bucks. You can probably download it for five bucks or whatever. It I is, borrow it from you for free. You can borrow it from me, yes. It is such a great fucking thriller. It's not even on Blu-ray, but uh, seek it out. Well worth it. I remember it came out about the same time as Scream, so all the cool people wanted to go see Scream. It was sold out. I slid over to Breakdown. I had the time of my goddamn life. <laughs> whoa, 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 Patty. We haven't done our shout-outs yet for this month. Here we go with them right now. AF Broad Bradstone, Aaron Malinowski, Aaron Roberts, Abby Manuel, Abram Wright, Adam Bembenek, Adam Lounsbury, Alejandro Salgado, Alex Lowe, Alex Nelson, Alex Shipley, Alexander. Oh, God. This is not uh, showing us the full <laughs> names. Oh, there it is. Alexander Monterubio. Monterub- 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 All right. Can you. Could you have said it faster, better? Alexander Stein, Alexander Thomas, Alice Ryan, Amanda Altsamora, Amanda Lancaster, Amanda Liebson, Andrew, Andrew Koval, Andrew 
Telchin. Jesus Christ. Angela Porcaro. Yeah, yeah. Anna DeMar- DeMario. Annie Johansson. Anthony Rodriguez. Anthony Guajardo. Anthony Guajardo, a double donor. Amazing. Thank you. Double dipping ant, we call him. Ash Ogden. Ashley McCarty. Asla Kavinsland. August Comella. Barb Allen. Bo. Ben. Ben Meddy. Ben Wright. Benedict Beck. Bessie Talaferro. Beth Gaston. Brandon Cool. It's coming up. Handsome, funny, <laughs> worth it. Brandon Gash, Braden Love, Bretton Fraser, Brett Irway, Brett Frangella, Brett Werner, Brian Bolarier, Brian Callis, Brian Schachter, Brooke Adams. Take it back, Joe. Going to the next page. Uh, as always, blown away by the amount of donors. Absolutely. Bryce Buckmaster. That's an awesome name. Casey Jones, Casey Sturgeon, Charity Ferguson, Chase Ophis. Chloe Paget, Chris Bowen, Chris Hopper, Chris Larson, Chris Passmore, Christian Reynolds, Christopher Klinger, Christopher Musial, Christopher Sabella, Chuck Andrews, Sinji, Clayton Stamper, Cole Rothaker, Comedians of Wrestling, Connor Dennehy, Dane Smith, Dagenet Whitford, hello, Dagenet, Dan Hapanowitz, Dan McLeod, Daniel Paschal, Daniel Rivera, Danielle Dewar, Danny Rudd, Daphne Kellogg, Dave Del Greco, Dave DeWitt, Dave Walk, David Bellinger, David Dennehy, David Crumholtz. Hey, David. Demonio Rubio, Dennis uh, Ormston. Derek Klezmer, Derek Adams, Dev Lowe, Diego Campos, Drew Tiberius Pohl. That's another hefty name. Duke of Swirl, Edmund Agabo, Edmund Dillon, Edward Gray, Elva E. Enriquez, Emily Florence. Hi, Emily. Emily Griffith, Emma Lee Marvel. Patty, it's going back to you I'll now. I'll take it from here. I'd like to give a special shout out to Nikolai, who I saw in the bar before I went in and saw us. He said he was a huge fan of the pod, made my day. I wished you had done it in front of my friend so I would have looked cool, but unfortunately he was in the bathroom. I forgot to tell you. I'm supposed to remind you to give a shout-out to Nikolai. Yeah, I just met. did. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. So Here we go. Eric Lamora, Ethan Gamage, Evan Barrett, fucking Rich Tillman, Gabriella King, Gary Milrun, Myron, Glenn Beesman's, Haley Twist, Hank from Dance Cakes, Dan Cakes, Hannah Perez, Hey Samantha Kiefer, we're married now, crazy, sweet. That's very nice, congrats. Hey Sport Coca-Cola. Oh, that's... From Kingpin. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Hunter McDonald, Heighton Davidson, Isaac DiLorenzo, Jackie Aldis, Jackson C. Lohmeyer, Jacob Barrett, Jake Bullock, Jake Farote. Jake McAlvain, James O'Brien, Janet C., Jared Blair, Jared Paquin, Jared Smallridge, Jason Weeble, Jay Miller, Jaden Brady, Jed Patton, Jeff Henry, Jen Wessels, Jennifer Anna, Jennifer Smith, Jeremy Cool, Jesse Janicki, Joe Hoffman, Joe Kennedy, Joe Miller, Joe's super secret fiance, what? John uh, B. Watt. 
John B. Wild, visit the Zombians Horror Crafts uh, store on Etsy. Yes. John. John Devers, John and BK, John Smith, John Hollywood, John Weeson Gruber, Jonathan Jalot, Jonathan Sproles, Jordan C., Jordan Parker. And folks, also check out the Hog House page on Etsy, where Emily Florence has a lot of merch from this show. Joe? Joseph Ragoza, Josh Smallridge, whoa, whoa, Josh Smallridge, Joshua Christensen, Joshua Taj Bozeman, Julie Aguire, Julie Bailey, Justin Boager, Justin Tyler, KP Flynn, Cara Conini, Karen Kilgariff. Go give my favorite murderer a listen. Katrina Elise Gozen, Kelly Amoroso, Kelsey. Kevin Marcinek, Kevin McNanny, Kevin Rigotti, Kevin Sorbo. Hercules? Could it be? Could it be? All right. No, that's somebody changed the name because, look, he's donated for All months right. now. We've never seen a Kevin Sorbo so far, right? Kevin Stickers at PINTServices.com. Kevin Swistowicz, Keel, Kyle Kinsland. Laura Johnson, Leo Lopez, Lindy West, who knew she was a fan, Lawrence Anderson, Lorenz Bunganiers, Luke Fiziak, Lupe Pita Pacheo, uh, Manny Rios, Marcus Magahi, Marcus Podli- Podlish, uh, Martin, Martin Murray, Matt, Matt Chairs, Matt Crawford, Matt Murphy, Matt Robin, Matt J. Brown, Matthew Moon, Matthew Peterson, Max Unrath, Megley Brand, Melinda Ring, Meredith McWilliams, uh, Michelle Aiello. Michael Aiello. Oh, Michael, sorry. Michael Aiello, Michael Bolas, Michael Burke, Michael Dawson. Back to you, Pat. You got it. And we'll continue with Michael Madrigal, Michael Rios. Wait, wait, I got to plug Mike's store. Go to Mr. Suit Records in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Do it. Michael Rios, Michael Ruane, Michelle Gold, Mike Cook, Mike Curry, my old friend Mike Curry. Hi, Mike. Mike Gibbons, Mike Grant, Mike Greenwood, Mike Willis, Minky Tinkles, <laughs> Hog Wallop, Misty Zavar, Monty Buckles, Maury Benjamin, Natalie Hartley, Natalia Hartley, Natalie Craig, Natalie Hartline, Nathan Basket, Nick Beckbeck. Nicholas Burns, Nicholas Edward, Nicholas McCall. Well, hold on, I'm hold sorry, on. Nicholas Edward Fallon Albeck, Nicholas McCausland, Nicholas Yui, Nick Wather, Nicole Quinn. Not medium rare, famous story. Ani Babadook, Anonymous Boner, Papa Spoosh, Pat Flanagan, Patrick Baxter, Patrick C. Brenner, Patrick Driscoll, my old friend. Hey, Pat. Patrick Wathen, per, Paul fucking pig person Murchie, <laughs> Pauline Sorrell, Peeve, Phil Burrell, Philip Rashad, Preston Anderson, Purple Peacock, Rain, Rebecca, Rebecca Cohen, Reggie last name, Spounds Asian, Rich Caldwell, Richard Deming, Richard Howenstein, Richie Verdugo, and R.J. Kilman. Joe? We're in the home stretch here. Rob Lines, Rob M, Robert Haynes, Robert Moran, Robert Nesbitt, Rocky Hawks, Ronan Faraday, Ryan P. Hall. Hi, Ryan. 
Uh, Sam Mitchell. Sam Mitchell's extra wide socks. Sam Street. Samantha Dagenau. Scott Blickensdurfer. Scott George. Scott John. Scott Nolan. Scott Patton. Sean Florin. Sean Hall. Sean L. Sean Lyle. Sean Thomas. Seaman Demon. Oh, no. That's a good one. Shane Nazarene. Sharifa. Sean Pinnock, Shelby L, Sophia Anderson, Stefan Musau, Stephanie Power, Steppenwolf, Gang Bang, (laughs) Sterling Abrigo, Steve Burton, Steve Smith, Supportive Guy, TJ TJ Spalney. Spalani. Spalani. Spalani? All right. Spalani. T.L. Mulholland, Tanner Rollins, Tanning Chatham. Who knew? Taylor... The Black Magic Ninja, The Block Watch, Thomas, Thomas Braille Christensen, Tim Drain, Timmy Kay, Timothy Letso, Tom, Tom Holt, Tom Laverick, Tom Van Curen. And I think this is the final page. Tonsi Zonjic, Tonsi Zonjic, sorry I was off mic, Tracy Reddington, Travis Hines, Tristan Avery, Truth Crab, Vera... Shrankung, Vincent Franks, Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet, Waffles, Wallace O. Fetzer, Weston Thomas, Hividyad, Will Helms, Will Knowlton. Wait, you, you missed this guy. Wildcard bitches, sorry. Will okay. Pittman, Will Potorf, Zachary Martinez, Zoe Blazkowicz. Folks, we are humbled. Thank you for your support of the show. Um, at times when we seem busy or whatever else, uh, we do not forget you. It is what keeps it going. Um, of course, we're never doing this for the money. It's been free for a very long time, but it really helps. It helps put us back in these seats week after week. Gives us a little incentive. Thank you so much for your support. We're glad you love the show as much as we love putting it out. <laughs> That's our show. <laughs> Joe DeRosa Comedy on Instagram. Uh, I'm in Vegas this weekend, Friday and Saturday night at Top Golf, doing shows one per night. New story, menu change, available now in the March slash April issue of uh, Penthouse. Uh, Dates coming up in April. Uh, I'll be at the Valley Forge Casino mid-April. I'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin uh, at the something or other casino uh, in April. And uh, I'll be at Moon Tower at the end of the month. When will you have time for us, Joe? The review? Me and you. There's going to be time. There'll be time. Uh, all right. I'm on, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter at the Patrick Walsh. Uh, if you go to that Vegas show, I think the odds are pretty good. You're going to see me. I'm going to decide here shortly. And uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you on the Patreon with our review of us, if you're interested. And we'll see you in hell. A podcast network.